Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Second down and nine, Charbonnet stays in the back, and here comes the blitz. Gino has time, throws it over the top, Metcalf, touchdown, Seahawks! Smith to throw, has a clean pocket, throws it, it's caught by DK Metcalf on the run at midfield, showing the speed to the 30, Metcalf inside the 20, striding to the 10, and he's gone! Lining up in the shotgun formation, the quarterback, Geno Smith. He's got the running back, Kenneth Walker, off his left hip, he's got four wide. Inside the seven, second down and goal, Seattle, shotgun snap, drops back three, packs his arm, hit, breaks a tackle, runs outside the numbers, throws on the run, in the corner, caught, dive, back corner, Metcalf, touchdown, Seattle! Geno Smith, man, in his 30s, becoming a player in Seattle, with Shane Waldron calling the play. Shane Waldron's the new OC of the Chicago Bears, or at least they're finalizing a deal. Welcome in. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Happy Monday to you. We're live in our State Street studios. It's Carmen and Yurk, Black and Abdallah on the other side of the glass. Chris is back from Mexico. They're on tonight, 6 until 8 after Waddle and Sylvie. And we'll be cross-talking with those two knuckleheads coming up an hour from now, talking football. And that's what we're doing with you. 312-332-3776. Went around the league a lot through Divisional Weekend. Talk a little bit more Bears here. Make sure you watch us uh, on YouTube and uh, follow Subscribe. Click and subscribe on the station's YouTube page, the ESPN Chicago page, and make sure you have the ESPN Chicago app for all your listening pleasure. So before Shane Waldron got to Seattle, York, so a 2013 through 2020, Geno Smith with the Jets, a year with the Giants, a year with the Chargers, and a year in Seattle where he was an on and off starter, started a lot early in his career, then not didn't play much after that. Okay, so that's, uh, how many years is that? Was that eight seasons? Sounds like it. I'm sorry, seven seasons. Seven, seven yeah. seasons. Uh, 29 touchdowns in seven seasons, right? 2013 through 2020. Right. 29 touchdown passes in seven seasons. In the three years he's been in Seattle with Waldron, he wasn't a full-time starter until last year. He's done most of this work in these last two seasons. 55 touchdowns. 55 touchdowns in three years compared to 29 in the previous seven. So they up they they untapped or they tapped into, they tapped into something. something. Yeah. Now, it also, that something could be Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, pretty good. I mean, there's not a quarterback in the league that wouldn't like that wide receiver duo, right? I mean, it's pretty good. That's obviously got something to do with it. I understand. But he did bring the best out of Geno. What does this mean for the Bears? I don't know that they went out and found this guy because... Player X is going to be our quarterback. I think they wanted to find the best guy that had some experience that's from that Shanny McVay tree, and that's what they struck here with Shane Waldron. I, I, I feel like they believe they've got the best of the bunch. Right. That's what they believe. This guy likes to throw the ball more than he likes to run the ball. On a team that's been pretty much 50-50, if not run the ball more than they pass the ball. Now, that doesn't mean the Bears didn't drop back and those turned into runs mm-hmm. by Justin Fields. But if you look in the offense there, Geno Smith has run the ball, I believe, 30-plus times in each of the last two years. So they still have a little bit of a running quarterback in that situation also. Yeah. But they do like to they like to pass the ball. They were at 60-40 this year in Seattle. Yeah. 
pass to run. Yes, yeah. pass to run. And the Bears are closer to 50-50. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, if you think you're going to get off the bus running like the, the way, you know, Coach Ditka and the NFL and the Chicago Bear fans like to do it, um, this guy likes to throw the ball a little bit more. It's like this guy likes to go to the air, just so you know that. So it's not a surprise. Maybe depending upon who the quarterback is and what the talent is, he'll have to adjust his philosophies with the Chicago Bears and with his personnel. And any good offensive coordinator would understand what his personnel are and would adjust his theories to his personnel. This was Brock Heward last week during his conversation with Waddle and Sylvie. He knows that situation pretty closely, obviously, out in Seattle. This is uh, Heward talking to the guys about pairing Shane Waldron potentially with Justin Fields. That I have a hard time saying yes to just from the two, three years we had in Seattle. You know, they just couldn't run the ball. Right. And I don't think that that was a, a Geno Smith issue or a horrible offensive line. It's just I think he comes a little bit, which is surprising because the tree that he comes from should be a run play action team. Mm-hmm. And the head coach that he was playing for, basically, who'd never called anybody out, basically with us, you know, near the end is like, we're just not doing it. And I'm like, well, why aren't you doing it? Call the freaking run plays, like run the ball. You know, your rushes per uh, attempt are pretty good. Your overall net yards are one of the worst in the league or bottom five in the league. So I would like to say because of the background and the tree that he comes from, that would be central. But I don't think it'd be anything like the right. dude that used to be with the Buffalo Bills and Jim Harbaugh in there and built a bully in San Francisco. And if that guy is available to me, that would make a ton of sense. It, uh, it is it is ironic, like I told you last hour, the tree he comes from, the, the tree from which he comes, that he is that heavy on that split, that pass to run. Because, again, McVeigh and Shanny, these guys want to run. Uh, Lafleur, they want to run yeah. the ball. They use it to set up a lot of other things in their offense. They're, they, they don't line up in high formation and just they, two they yards in a cloud it, of dust. They but, use it to find the void between the backers and the safety. Yes, so if you notice, usually the backers' first steps are forward, and the safeties' first steps are backwards. Same thing with your corners. Usually they're going backwards. And so if you can extend the period of time the backers are coming forward, give more time for the disparity, then put the linebackers in a position where they're turning and running. They can't see the ball. They don't know where it's at. That creates uh, a positive atmosphere for great passing game. This is why Yurko could be a coach in any era, because I think you nailed that. Like, that's the principal philosophy. Again, this isn't... That's where those deep ends come to play, where Purdy and and Garoppolo used to be able to exploit the middle. Yes. Yes. This isn't like I-formation, heavy personnel every time. We're Like, again, three yards in a cloud of dust. We're not talking about that type of running the football. That's not what those guys do, but they run the ball a lot. Boy, by the, by the way, speaking of like those, how about the first half of Buffalo? How many heavy personnel packages they found themselves in? They and it was working for a little while. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I'll give it to him. I thought Joe Brady called a really good game yesterday for the Bills for some of the issues they've had with that offense and that play calling throughout the year. They fixed some things late. Obviously, they hit the six game winning streak. Came to an end yesterday, but uh, all right, three one two three three two ESPN. Ring us up. Chase is on the south side. What's up, Chase? Hey, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm a uh, hey, Carm. Before I get started, do you know I placed a parlay bet on FanDuel? You know, I all I needed was Pat Mahomes to get five yards, and I would have won seven hundred dollars. Five more what passing yards? Or, or, no, five yards rushing. Oh, five rushing yards. Oh boy, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Like then, then the kneel downs kill you, and that's a tough one. Yeah, How well, much negative yardage at the end? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. 
So um, the reason why I called, though, was because you guys know um, Poles and Eberflus' agent is um, – they all have the same agent, right? They, they Which do. Is Trace Armstrong, right? Yeah, they do. So did you know that – so you know this new offensive coordinator they hired is, uh, is also represented by Trace, Trace Armstrong, too. Is he? I did not know that, but – Yeah, and I wonder, do you guys think that there's a possibility that there's a connection there? Sure, that, yeah, that, yeah. And um and, and I'm just saying the reason why I'm saying this is because I mean, is it a possibility like where you're allowing the, the agent to allow because think about it. When Poles and Eberfoots was hired, you know, at the beginning we all knew there was some connection between Trace Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And so there were some speculations about that. Now you flip it over to this offensive coordinator, the same thing. And it's almost like, you know, you look at the offensive coordinator, I mean the 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 agent is initiating these hires. I don't know. It just seems a little weird about that. I don't know what mm. you guys think about that. And I hang up. The All list. right, thanks, Chase. I, I don't. Is it that unique of a situation where you know uh, the agents kind of with their? I, 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 what, what am I to make of it? That Trace Armstrong is the puppet master. Agent? Yeah, like well, I mean, obviously that'd be a that that that's a little bit of an alert. Could could that be what's well, happening? Like they're making their decisions based I, on Trace Armstrong. I, I don't know if it is or if it isn't. I would just say, okay, there's an area. You polls, Eberflus, Waldron. Waldron. Yeah. Well, something to take a look at. They definitely wanted someone off of this tree. Now, mm-hmm. how they ended up with him. I mean, hell, for years we talked about Trace Armstrong running the organization. I mean, is he? I don't Before know. Before they hired Kevin Warren, yes. they, the, the, the noise out there, a little bit of pollution, noise pollution, I call it, yeah. was that Trace Armstrong might be a guy that comes in and is the team president. You know, he's a former Bear. Yep. He's a very successful agent now, yep. like knows the business. He's would, a barrister, I believe, too. Yes, he is. He's I'm a lawyer. not mistaken, yes. yes. Got a lot of So, like, it would make sense. And is that what's happening? Like, quietly, he's the... He's the like he's, well, as long as he's Tony the, Soprano to junior. Like the he's ear, the one running North Jersey. If you got the ear of the head coach and the general manager, interesting. And you say, hey, here's a handful of guys I've got. I'm trying to find a way to fit them in someplace. Mm. Give them an interview. See if they impress you. Or they don't impress you. At the end of the day, all the agent can do is get them in the room. The individual's got to win over everybody. I would think. I yeah. hope that's how they're doing it. Ben is in Dayton. He does not like the Waldron hire. Go ahead, Ben. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, man, I. I want to like this hire because I was, you know, so excited to see Luke Etsy go. When you look at the offensive production that Seattle had last year, it's disappointing to see this is one of the few teams that isn't a complete dumpster fire that was worse than Chicago. <laughs> and when you dissect their offense, we've got a quarterback who, you know, is questionable at best throwing the ball downfield. Seattle had the lowest success rate of throwing pat- screens this season. On 13%. The next closest, twenty six percent. Which set of which data set did that represent? What kind of pass plays did you say, Ben? Screen passes on screen passes. Okay. So the the lowest percent of screen rates, and then mm. the lowest percent screen screen success rates. Mm. And you look at you know the the top you know statistical category of success for in the NFL top four teams: Ravens, Lions, Chiefs, Forty ers Mm-hmm. They're finding ways to get their their guys involved, get the quarterbacks in a rhythm, and you know Justin Fields with with his inconsistency that we've seen, it's, it's worrisome. Mm. And maybe it's not Fields though. That's why Ben, I like how you brought some good stats to the table. All right, so screens were an issue. We got to maybe delve into why. I'll tell you this: full data set, twenty twenty three regular season offensive statistics. 
Shane Waldron's offense in Seattle finished 10th in EPA per play and 10th in success rate. 10th in both. Uh, obviously better than when, where the Bears finished. The Bears were 21st in EPA per play, and they were... I'll give you their success rate real quick. Hold on, York. I just have to... They were 19th in success rate, so uh, there's that to look at. And we can even get deeper, as, and I'm sure we a will. A deeper into, dive, yes. Yeah, some of these things. Success like rate's that. a good metric. Again, that's 40% of... You know, yards on first, 60% of yards on second, uh, 100% of the yards on third. Pretty good metric of how successful individual players and teams are offensively. Um, so that's the new OC. At least it's, uh, it's, it's going to be soon if it's not official yet. Bears working towards finalizing a deal with Shane Waldron. Steve is in Joliet. Hey, Steve. Hey, Carm. Hey, Eric. How are we doing today, boys? Great, man. Good. Good, good. Hey, uh, real quick, I am utterly uh, perplexed. Uh, my brothers and I were talking about this yesterday during that Tampa game. At the end of the game, guys, <laughs> I know where this is. The going. Lions had the ball. <laughs> yeah, they knelt on it three times. Yeah, on the third down, they knelt down with 37 seconds to go. Bowles had a timeout in his pocket. Yes. Why doesn't he call timeout? Yeah, I knew you were going to go there when you started setting up the uh, situation, Steve. All right, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, Viking Scott and I were texting about it after the game, Yurko. Now, it probably, and I think Bowles addressed it afterwards, it's probably not going to matter because they were in field goal range, but you could get a blocked field goal or something, right? Like, crazy, hey, cra- crazy things blues, happen. Baby. They blocked the punt at the end, okay? So, <laughs> anything can happen. Anything, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Steve, you're you're not wrong because it's your last game of the year. Why are you going into the locker room in a playoff game with a timeout, right? I I, I could not. It, we could not understand it. We were yeah. talking about it, and I'm like, I got to call these guys yeah. up to see what their opinion I, was it, on that. It, it's probably a miracle at best. And Steve, thanks, buddy. It's probably a miracle long shot anyway, but why wouldn't you do it? What does it hurt? Why would you go into – why would you go into the – why would your your season done? Like, why are you taking a timeout into the locker room? Probably not the smartest thing. Before half, before the end of the game. End of the game. Yeah, the they end would have forced him to one, run another play. Right. They would have forced him to the field goal. Yeah, they had the one timeout. I yes. saw the tweet on there. Yes. He's sitting there, one timeout. Why not? Yes. Yeah. And they're shaking they, hands already. Yes. Everybody's shaking hands, having a good time. Yeah. It, it was it was, it was was odd, to say the least. Todd Bowles does a lot of odd things, though, uh, you know. But I think they had a better season than they anticipated. I think they did, too. Not that, not that that's the way you want to end it. You just want to say, okay, screw it, we give up. Odds are against us. Maybe a .01% chance of us doing something here. Probably. Okay, the hell with it. Well, you never know. Let's go back. Let's figure out who our quarterback's going to be. Is it going to be Baker? Are we going to give him a contract? What kind of contract are we going to give him? Boy, what a, they're in a tricky spot. Well, you're in a bad spot. Yeah, I, I just, you're in a very bad spot. Like Baker balled out these last eight weeks. I would just say, be careful. I got I something. I got something I want to ask you. All right, you want to about, do it next? Yeah, about uh, a team that's below the Chicago Bears in the draft. Okay, uh, that probably needs a quarterback. Okay. Has a new head coach. I got something to ask okay. you about them. Ask me when we come back. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. 
All right, good kid. Fire away. What was your question? You're quite a good tease going into the break. Uh, the new coach is Jared Mayo. Gerard Mayo. Yeah, Gerard Mayo. Thank you. What did I say? Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo. Yeah. yeah. The linebacker. Former yes, linebacker. Former linebacker. Um, they're not happy at their quarterback situation. They're not. Would they be interested in Justin Fields? I mean, they're sitting at three, so... They are. They're sitting at three, theoretically, and get a if young guy. We, they can what, rebuild over the course of time. But what if they don't love Bo Nix? What if they don't love... Uh, more importantly, I think Penix will go later. I think it'll either be Nix, and it's not going to be Nix that high, but it has to be Jaden Daniels, right? Yeah, what if Jayden they don't Daniels. love Jaden Daniels? What if they don't love Jaden Daniels? Yeah. What do they do? Do they wait for the top two teams to take quarterbacks and then draft Marvin Harrison Jr., which they've had a brutal time finding good receivers, and then trade for Justin? I'm asking. Uh, the third Could that pick? be something they're interested in? No, maybe a Well, I guess you wouldn't be drafting Marvin then. That wouldn't make any sense. You'd be trading the Bears your pick. Um, I don't know, man. I can't see that. Yeah. I can't see it. What about if it was next year's number one in their second rounder, which you need? Then I would uh, do it. Next year's number. But you don't know what you're going to get. It's not going to be as high of a pick. It'll probably be in the middle. Probably a 16th pick. You wouldn't have a problem with that. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. Second and first next year. If you could get a first. Or what about two seconds? A second this year and a second next year. Probably do it. I would do two that's, seconds. That's a lot, man. That's I a mean, lot of pick again, value. But it's next. I know. Next year. It's a lot of pick value. Yeah. I say if you don't get it in the same draft and it goes to the next year, it's got to be a premium on the next year. Because, mm-hmm. again, that could then be the 48th pick. Right. Not necessarily the 35th pick. Uh, now i got to go see in, in, in Tankathon if they've got... Uh, a second round pick because you never know they're wheelers and dealers. They are. They're, yeah, yeah they may not point. have a second round pick. So now I gotta go check. I just wondered with Mayo being the head coach and he's seen and experienced. He knows how difficult it is to defend a running quarterback. Right. Like they, they think they can get him over there and they can find a way to flourish. They stay at three. They draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and then they take a second round pick or a first next year or something and trade it to the Bears. Interesting. Or is it more conceivable they want Caleb Williams and they'll draft up with the Bears to be number one? I think that's more likely. That's more conceivable. All right. You've got a young rookie head coach who could take a quarterback on a rookie contract. Yeah, this is the time to spitball these things. This is the time to put packages together yep. and see if there's a possibility of something happening. Zatterman was asking us in the meeting this morning if he would trade the first overall pick for Josh Allen. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. I, I am... Fiz- I am. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, Cole? The number am, one first round picks are co- cost certainty stuff. They are, but I am philosophically. I couldn't think of that word. I am philosophically opposed to trading multiple first round picks. I just don't think it's very good business. Yeah, it's you, not could, good you business. could say it worked out well for the Rams. They won a Super Bowl, but I, I just I think the history of the league. You look at it. I don't think it's very good business to trade multiple first round picks. Would I trade the first overall pick for Josh Allen? Yes, I would. Josh Allen's probably one of the ten best players in the league. And is, is Buffalo's problem the quarterback? No, no. But it's not Buffalo's problem. Look, he's he's running into like what's happening there to this point is, I mean, he's Ewing. Like he's running into MJ. And of course, Buffalo's not going to trade Josh Allen anyway. Buffalo's not going to trade Josh Allen for the first overall pick. Why would they? Buffalo's hoping we got to keep grinding. We've got, let's say, another four or five years of Allen where he'll play at this level if all goes right. 
and we're going to hope that we have that we're going to have our Indianapolis 2006 year where in our own building, you know, remember the Colts were down like three scores. We yeah, thought it was going to be Bears Patriots yep. again. Second and, half, and Peyton Manning rallied them. Yeah. And, and they ran into one. And then they went and they beat the Bears in the Super Bowl. Like, I think Buffalo's got to be, their long-term play is still, he's one of the, certainly one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. One of the handful of, you know, uh, one of the maybe 10 or 15 best players in the league. And yeah, they're running into an all, they're, they're running maybe into the GOAT, let's face it, when it's all said and done. And they, I think in their minds, they're like, we got to keep plugging away, tweaking around, like, you know, filling in the margins as best we can, figuring out what the hell we're going to do with the Stefan Diggs thing. He's probably gone. And, like, we got to get better around Josh, and we're going to, one of these days, it's going to be our turn. Like, you nailed it. He isn't the reason yeah. they've lost a couple of times to Patrick Mahomes, now three times, to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs. They're just running into a buzzsaw. And, this friggin' Mahomes. It's six and, and, straight years right. in the conference And he's not the game. reason they've won against him either. I, I get it, but do you... The, do the, you, the, the one time they should have won, they blew it defensively. They did. Do you, th- do you agree with what I'm saying, though? Like, their philosophy's got to be, he's too good. We can't trade him. Not even for the first overall pick. Like, we have to just keep getting better and take our chances. Like, one of these years, we'll beat them in the playoffs. I think there's a point three years down the road, if you come to the same crossroads, where your answer is trade him at that point. I go three years down the road, then your answer is is trade him and let's do a great reset. Okay. But it's not now, right? Don't we agree? Not today. Don't we all agree? Not today. Now, if they called you and said they'll do it, I think you jump at it. (laughs) I do. He's he's going to be 28 next year. Do it for I would the do nine. it for the number one. I mean, do it for the number nine. I would do it for the number nine. Yes, <laughs> I'd absolutely. Would. Well, I'd do it for the number nine. I'd do it for the number one. Yeah. Well, I'd say I nine. wouldn't do it for both, but I, I would do it I for go, one. No, I, 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 you'll let you for nine. If it's one, it's only going to be one. It ain't going to be anything else. Okay. If you're going to get the first pick in the league, and we've got to take a salary, and you're taking it's for number one, his, number one only. His cap goes up to like fifty million the next couple of years. Yeah, you're talking about a play. You're like the Bears' healthy cap is right. not so healthy the minute that you do that. Prohibitive, but. It becomes prohibitive. But I wouldn't trade multiple first-round picks. I wouldn't. The only your, your I, I, whole offseason goes into garbage. You know that. A lot. As of far it. as what you're going to be able to do, a lot of it. Who you're going to be able to sign? Remember, you got to sign whole, some guys. But a lot of it. The only guy your I would quarterback room goes up forty-four million dollars. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay. Yes, it does. The only guy I would like my where my philosophical difference would like. My brain might say, no, you have to do it, would be for number 15. I mean, he's, he's the only, I don't even think I would do it for Burrow because of the injury history. Like, there's one guy, to me, and now you might disagree, and that's fine, but Mahomes, you do it. This guy's in the conference title game yeah. for the sixth consecutive Can you imagine season. hearing his voice in all the commercials? I, oh, I would love boy. it. I would love every minute of it. Josh Allen or Mahomes? Mahomes? Mahomes. I would love every minute of it. I wish we'd hear his voice. The Kermit the Frog <laughs> voice. I wish. Nonstop. If we could only be so lucky. You'd love it in this city. Six straight years in the NF, in the, I'm sorry, in the AFC title game. It's sickening. Sickening. Uh, where do you want to go, Yerk? Wherever you're Eddie's, most Eddie comfortable. Eddie says it is Allen's fault yesterday. You want to take Eddie? Yeah, put him on. Uh, what's up, Eddie? Yeah, exactly. If Josh Allen was that special... He had a first and 20 on the 20-yard line. He would have scored the touchdown, period. I've seen it from him too many times where he doesn't do it. 
but special players do do it. And once he started, are you talking about the throw to wait? Which play? Are you talking about the throw he missed to Diggs? The uh, on that would have gotten them a first down, or which play are you talking about? I'm just saying, in general, when they had first and what twenty, they were first and ten on the twenty-four at Kansas City, and at that point right there, where they couldn't get it done to get into the end zone, and they had to rely on a kicker, which I never like relying on that at the end of the game for anything. You know what I mean? Me neither. And. uh, uh, once Josh Allen started running all over the place, I was like, okay, he's back to his rookie year. Something's going to happen at the end. He's going to need these passes. He's not going to make it and, and exactly happen again. It, it's things like that that, you know, determine champions from other ones. Oh, Would I rather have Eli Manning in two Super Bowls oh, than Josh Allen's whole career? Well, you'd rather have the two Super Bowls, of course, but come on. You don't want Eli Manning over Josh Allen. Stop it. Don't be ridiculous. That's you know, they had 47 it. plays yesterday. You know the big problem for them? They couldn't hit an explosive, Yerk. Yep. They just couldn't. And well, I, told, I just looked at that. They couldn't hit an explosive. You ready? 14, 15, 15, 13, 14, 15, 18. Those were the biggest plays by seven different individuals. Biggest rushing plays. Those are the biggest receiving plays for the Buffalo Bills. The Bills. On the other side, yeah. 29, 28, 24. That's three long-running like, plays. Everything, right? Which one is, by Mahomes, the other one's by Edwards Hilaire, the yeah. other one by Pacheco. Like, they had right? so many chunk plays. Yeah. And then, passing-wise, 29-32-25. They just, that was yeah. the game. I mean, they had, like, and I get it. Buffalo's down, you know, you, you went into, the, like, McVay said it, not McVay, excuse me, and McDermott said before the game, he's never gone into a game with four healthy linebackers. And then they lost another one, I think. Like, another guy got dinged up for a little while. I mean, like, they just were down so much, they couldn't stop them. Through three quarters, this is amazing. Through three quarters on the road, Yurko, the Chiefs were averaging 9.2 yards per play, and they were only in three third downs. Three. They bypassed third down. Right. It was like just chunk play after chunk you're, play. You're not worrying about third play. down conversions when you're never in them. It was just one after another. How do you get better at third down conversion? Don't get the third down. And that's why McDermott went for that fake punt. Now, here's where he screwed up. Like, I get it. And I texted the group chat right away. That didn't hurt him because of the fumble through the end zone. That's true. But I'm like, I get it, dude. He knows they can't stop them. But what he should have done, Yerk, instead of a direct snap to DeMar Hamlin, is just put Josh Allen on the field on fourth and five. He's your best player, right? Like, just... That's what I would have done. Like, I get it. We got to go. We can't yep. stop them. We're giving up nine yards of play. We can't stop them. Like, we're beat half to hell. We got to stay on the field. But I just would have had Josh Allen do it there. All right, we'll take, we got a bunch of calls. We'll take a bunch of calls coming up here. Uh, the often debated, <laughs> that, that nasty play happened again. It happened again in a big game yesterday. We'll talk about that a little bit and then cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie in 30. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no, no. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. No. Here's the toss. It's Hardman. And Hardman has stopped just short. Hey, the ball went through the end zone. Oh, my gosh. They may rule him down. The Bills are saying that ball was fumbled to the back of the end zone. Oh, my goodness. Which would mean touchback. 
If he's not down, this does go through the end zone. Gene, you got to bring us in here. Yeah, but you see. The first thing I'm looking at, Jim, is he's down by contact. There it is. The rule that's very polarizing. It happens, seems like it happens in a lot of these big games. So uh, I hate it. Yurko loves it. And when Yurko says, well, make your defense, your argument, I don't have a good one. I'll admit. I just think maybe it's because I like offense. I don't know. I just find it very punitive. But I I don't have a good argument. You're right. I don't. Name me the two special places on the football field. The end zone. The end zones, right? I know. It's the prize. It's sacred ground, Yurko. It's the prize that you get when you get in there. I know. Now, if you don't don't take care of the football and you're willy-nilly with the football. (laughs) Nicole Hardman. Right? Now, somebody's like, well, if if you fumble one yard in front of the pylon... Well, did you fumble into the sacred ground? No, you did not. <laughs> did you fumble through the sacred ground that we call the end zones? No, you did not. Possession of the football is a premium. And if you're going to get to the goal line, you're going to be willy-nilly with it. And you're not going to protect it. And you're not going to secure that football. And you lose said football through the end zone. Guess what? Go blow it out your keister. Nobody cares. Arm waving in the air at your side. That's called a touchback. The funny Possession thing is, of the football is a premium. The funny thing is, as much as I hate that rule, when he argues th- that way to me, yeah. I'm like, I, I don't have a great comeback. I don't. I just don't Greenberg. like the rule. Take that. Somebody uh, take that and send an MP3 to Mike Greenberg so I can Adam, it. send it. So to him. he quits crying about it. Come too. on, Adam. I'm tired of I, listening to him cry about it. Okay, you don't know. Possession of the football is a premium in the NFL. Don't be willy-nilly with the football. I'll admit I hate the rule, but I don't have a good defense for it. It does sound like this is going to the competition committee this year, though. That's been the big buzz the last 20, you know, 12 hours or so, uh, that uh, they are going to review it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why. If they've never reviewed it in the past, what's going to change their mind? I don't know. The other thing is, uh, Matt Nagy, uh, Andy Reid, whomever it is, uh, enough with Nicole Hardman at the goal line. I mean, you know, yeah. like, let's just... Maybe just stop. You got the guys you can trust? <laughs> just stop. Find them. How about the play Kelsey catch the touchdown? Maybe stop. Yeah. What are the Bills doing on defense? I don't know. Hey, let's let's jump Miracle. everybody else don't have and let Kelsey run free to the end zone. They're playing third stringers. The, you know, poor bastards. Is that the one where they didn't show Taylor, but they showed Jason Kelsey? After um, he scored that I touchdown? Think... Was it Jason Kelsey, the bare chest of Jason Kelsey? It now, was... there's a chest for you right there. So There's um, a chest. My son happened to be watching the game with me at that point. Yeah. And he saw the touchdown, and you know what he said? He said, oh, I, they're going to show Taylor Swift. I know it. Sure enough, they did. Then they showed, uh, I told you, Dad. And then they showed when, when Kelsey did the heart. Yeah. Do you want to know what Gio said? That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I agree with him. Wait three years. <laughs> Gio's the man. Chris, well, wait, wait, wait three years yeah, and hear what Gio's trash. That's disgusting. Yeah, you're ridiculous. Three years. Oh, trash. We Dude, don't need this in our football. Ridiculous. No, I mean, come on, move on. We'd like to watch some football. I don't need to see Taylor Swift dancing in the point, box. At what, point did, at what point did you miss a play because Taylor Swift Too was many cuts camera. to Taylor Swift. Yeah, okay. Not interested. I don't need <laughs> Romo. Saying, "Oh, there's an interested fan in yeah. this play there's in the first a, quarter. It's like three nothing. Fan. There's an interesting oh, fan. You should have muted Roma from the jump. Which which country singer did he date? Uh, Carrie uh, uh, Carrie Underwood. Underwood. 
Didn't no, he, no, no, he did, it was another Jessica one. Simpson too. Oh, well, it was Carrie it. Underwood too. It was I Jess, think. Yeah, I think it's Jessica sure Simpson. Carrie Underwood yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, I think it was both of them. Good for Tony Romo. Separately, not at the Chris same time. needs to just watch the game with Gio. It was hilarious. Yeah, Gio could come over and watch football with me. No problem. I agree. It was disgusting. <laughs> Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> so good. And I'm just laughing. I'm like, all right, calm down. Let's go to Kevin in Lincoln Park. Oh, Kevin was the guy who called us on Friday. He was smoking the brisket. Remember, I said, Kevin, yeah. not for nothing, champ, but it's going to be like weather. four degrees. Yeah. But he had a whole plan, a whole system. He kind of wrapped. He insulated his smoker a little bit. He had the guys over for football He's Saturday. Blanket. He's got a blanket for a smoke. I was impressed with the dedication. I wouldn't go out and smoke anything in five-degree weather. Kevin, how did the brisket turn out? The brisket uh, turned out pretty well, pretty well. It wasn't my best, um, but it you know got the job done, kind of like uh, Chino Smith or uh, any quarterback that's thinking and dunking down the field. But uh, Were your guests happy? That's what's important. Yes, they okay. were. Uh, they were very happy. Good. They were Good. very happy with it. And, uh, same with the Packers' first half. There, they uh, they covered that spread. They so did. We were We were happy camping there on uh, Saturday night. It sounds like you nailed it. Good job, Kev. Yep. And Are just you- to follow up on uh, Yurko's thing here, I was out of mustard, bad Chicago in there. So I did use some uh, Worcestershire sauce. Oh, and, uh, who's your sister that sauce? Certainly did the job. That'll work. Yeah, Kat, thanks, buddy. Do it. Let us know if you're smoking something for Championship Sunday yeah. too later in the week. Let's go to yeah. Peter and Wilmette. Hey, and, Peter, and, and you got a big piece of meat going in. <laughs> yes. Hey, fellas, hey, great Peter. show as always. Let me just clear up something from last week. Yeah. I agree with the both of you. Eva Mendez has not lost any pop on her fastball. Not a, not She's one tremendous. bit. That's true. Not one just bit. Just wanted to tell you. Yeah. But changing gears here, Caleb Williams. I got to tell you something. My daughter, she's a diver at Tulane. I'm all in Green Wave. Their football team, 24 and 4 the last two years. Yeah. A year ago, Cotton Bowl. Yeah. USC's up 45 30. The best last two, four and a half minutes of football ever. Tulane comes back to win. Yep. After winning the Heisman, Williams doesn't shake anyone's hand. He darts to the locker room. He's like Bo Callahan. In draft day, no one's going to his birthday party. I'm telling you, he's a bust. I love it. No. And, uh, listen, he sure came out. They loved him, Ryan Leaf. What happened to those guys? Stick with Justin Fields. I'm talking about an O-line since Hindenburg blew up. Got him someone. But I'm telling you right now, not pick Caleb Williams. He's a dick. And all my USC fans who know about him, Say that as well. All right, Peter. Yep. Thanks, Peter. No one's going to his birthday. Yeah. He's he's working to draft day. He's Bo Callahan. By the way, I, I laugh. P- Peter, it's brought up last Peter. week. P- Peter. Peter and Kevin. Bro- I I laughed maybe a dozen times to myself this weekend, just thinking of Yurko's line that he would eat Tyler if we were crashed in the Andes because he would taste like veal. I can't. I. I just like. I'm not. I'm not kidding. It's just like it popped into my head yeah. a dozen times this weekend, and I just laughed. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's young. The, he's the young one, so he yeah. would taste like veal. Yeah, it's just great. Oh, you know what? I I forgot to send Chris and Adam this morning that I what'd wanted to do? play. What did you do, Carl? Maybe I'll email it to him real quick. Yeah, what'd you forget? Maybe they can spin it up for you because Adam. it's another former pro athlete, different sport. But just gave a great roast. And I'm like, oh, that's a next level. That's a Yurko roast. Well, I'm like, it's got to be. Ke- dude, did you hear what Kendra Perkins said about Joe Missoula? No. <laughs> so good. I'll, I'll send it to them. Maybe Chris can find it real quick. You're talking I, about NBA basketball, yes, right? Yes, but okay. I'm like, 
there's just a there's there's ball busting that goes on in the locker room and like you guys are next level good at it. I mean it's it's just it's something you would say. Yeah. And who's it, Joe Missoula? The coach of the Okay. The coach of the Celtics. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. I forgot to send it to the guys this morning when I gave them all this stuff. All like Missoula, Montana? Yes, yes. Charlie's in Plainfield. What's up, Charlie? Hello. Hey buddy. How you guys doing? Oh right. man, that was time. I've been on hold for seventy hours trying to get on hold. Oh, uh, you're with us now. You're with us baby. now. You better make it count, Charlie. Make it not count, Chuck. Well, I was just wondering what you guys think of. You know, I've been hearing about the cap casualty that Justin Fields is going to be doing in the next what year or two. But I was also thinking about like if we trade those picks, wouldn't that help the cap to get for the future picks for the other three or? Positions that we can get out of that? If you, I'll hang up what you guys think about it. Sure. If you trade down, you mean? I think is what he's like. If you take yeah. one of those picks and move down, sure. That's sure, what, I'd love I'd certainly an option that. that's on the table. Yeah. It, yeah. That's. I mean, we've been talking about that from day if, one. If they're going to keep Justin Fields. If they don't like the quarterbacks. But right. then you better be right. Yes. You got to be 100% Because they didn't right. like C.J. Stroud enough to draft him last year. Right. right. So, you know, make sure you do your, your Find due Find one of your top six and see which one you like the most. Yeah. Yeah. And not Bo Callahan. No, definitely not. But maybe Bo Nix, but not Bo Callahan. 312-332 ESPN is the number. Crosstalk in 15. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. 44 yards, Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. I mean, it can't happen again to the Bills, can it? But it did. It did. I mean, it's me on, on 10 at Seven Bridges. You know, it's like, don't hit it left. Don't hit it left. Don't slice it. Yeah. Don't hit it left. Don't hit it left. Don't slice it. like the minute off the club. Yeah. That's what. Water left, water right. The minute it left his foot, yeah. it was like, oh, no. Oh, sweet Lord, yeah. Somebody on Twitter goes, was that even, like, more painful than the doink? And I'm like, I don't think so, because the doink, like, you think maybe it's got a shot to yeah. go in. Like, you knew the minute he kicked it. Like, it, it had two shots to go in, the oh. double doink. Yeah, the double doink. It had two shots to go in. It can happen again to Buffalo. It did. But it did. It did. <laughs> Here it goes. Chris put it in. This is the in the system. Stop it. This is uh, Perkins. And it made me think of you. I don't yeah. know why, but just I, I was like, oh, that's something Yurko would say. So right. Boston uh, lost at home. 102-100. It was a good finish. Was I was on game. that one. I was on that one. I gave that one out as a play. Yeah? yeah. Joker getting the win in Boston well, on Friday night. They lost two in a row. You know that. They did. Denver had lost two in a row. They did. And then, uh, you know, he was playing for the, the coach that he was really tight with, the coach in, in uh, Golden State that passed. He knew him. Yeah, the Serbian guy the Serbian, that passed away. Yes. Yeah. And so he was kind of playing with a heavy heart. Right. And so this was Kendrick Perkins on Joe Missoula afterwards. Then you have the other Joe Missoula who just stands over there, and you wonder, like, if you take his brain out and you put it in the bird, the bird is going to start flying backwards. Okay, you got that Joe Missoula. <laughs> That's Tell me that's one. not a lyric. No, like, that's a good one. And Richard Jefferson, yeah. York, Richard Jefferson's reaction was priceless. Yeah. He just he couldn't believe it. He's yeah. like, I can't say it. Yeah. But Kendrick said it. Yeah. And it's like me with you. I'm like, I can't believe he said it, but it's funny. Yeah. I mean, that was Put his Richard Jefferson. The bird will start flying backwards. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I the read it. I read back. it. So I knew where you were coming. I just wanted to hear Kendrick deliver it. And I'm like, that's a next level roast. It's so good. Isaiah's in Dallas. What's up, Isaiah? Hey, what's up, guys? 
How are you, man? I'm good. I'm feeling better now that Shane is the offensive coordinator. All right, well, I don't know what they were gonna do. I think I think it's just a safe it's a safe bet, right? Like and the fact that he like took the chance on Chicago, like with so many head coach head coaching positions still available, I think he definitely could have been a good candidate. So um I, I think they're gonna stick with Justin Fields. I hope they stick with Justin Fields. Um I think he can develop we saw what he did for Geno, so I know he can do just the same for Justin. Okay. Thanks, Isaiah. I appreciate it. Yeah, he did work wonders with Geno Smith in that offense. It doesn't hurt when you got Lockett and Metcalf. I, I will say that, but uh, they did good yeah, things. Those pretty good receivers. Uh, 50 touchdowns the last two years, two to one touchdown, a two and a half to one touchdown interception ratio. That's good stuff out of Geno. He's played the best football in his career. Mitchell's in Northbrook. Hey, Mitchell. Hi, guys. Um, I'd like to pick uh, on you for your run pass ratio. You're way off on what the current NFL is all about. Who said it? Who, what did we say it was all about? The last, well, the last four out of six Super Bowl um, winners have passed close to 60% run 40%. Did we argue with that? Wait, I don't think we said yeah, anything you were, different. You were talking 50-50. No, you're, you're the talking about the Bears. Oh, well, I was talking about the you, Chicago Bears are closer to being Bears 50, are close 50. to fifty fifty. Well, do you like the higher then of moving them upward closer I, to six forty? I, I think the natural tendency over the course of time has been, uh, and you've seen the shift from the eighties to the nineties. You'll see a shift that went from being more run oriented, like fifty two forty eight, run the pass to now the point where the pass to run is higher. It's probably close yeah. to 60-40 league and, average, and would be my only, guess. And there's only like two teams that run the ball more than they pass the ball. Yes, true. That's only usually what ends up happening. My guess yeah. is it's probably yeah, somewhere close to 60 we're just specifically 60-40. talking about the Chicago Bears where they're at. They've yeah. got an offense coordinator that's coming in that is more pass to run oriented. I'm just yeah. saying you need to get used to it because people here in Chicago still believe yeah. you get off the bus running. Yeah. So right. that's which all I, we're which I to, hate. No, well, I, I get you, but we're just yeah. trying to let you know that this guy's more of a passing guy than he is anything else. Yeah, I don't mind uh I don't mind yeah. you know uh, a sixty forty split. So we agree the, with the caller. Yeah. I think he just misunderstood which specific team we're talking mm-hmm. about. No, I and I but I do think uh, teams, you know, from that West Coast offense, they, you know, all the reasons we explained and what we laid out. Yurko did a good job of telling you exactly why they do it that way. Shanny and that crew, they do love running the ball. It sets up a lot of what they do off of it throughout their offense. Not only are they successful and they get chunk plays out of running the ball, it sets up a lot for what they do uh, further down the line. Waldron hasn't done it as much, which we were just saying is maybe a little surprising because he's off that tree, but we'll see once he uh, arrives here in Chicago. Mike's in Orange County. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, how are you? Uh, I just wanted to uh, kind of bring to light like why I don't believe Caleb Williams is going to be drafted by the Bears. Number one, living in Orange County, I've been here and lived here as long as I've lived in Chicago over twenty years, and you know he just he, he doesn't have that dog in him. Hmm. He, he's not that guy. I, I don't believe that his connection or or, or really uh, he has that vibe of, of a Chicago like just sports icon. Okay. The way that we should have in our leadership. And I'll tell you what, man, Poles is not afraid of his guys. And, hey, J.J. McCarthy, just saying, Chicago guy, have him sit, bring in Fields, Waldron. He's an OC, uh, you know, a head coach candidate in many, many other spots. So what's to say they don't draft somebody, let him sit for a couple of years, keep Fields, is Fields going to be worth more next year if he has Geno Smith numbers next year? Sure. Probably. I mean, he'd be going into the last year of his deal, but 
Probably. I but, mean, if he goes out and throws I mean, 35 touchdowns, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I'm not saying he has those numbers. All I'm saying is we kept flus for stability. Mm. Right? Yeah. Quarterback well, position, build the roster. We're still a long ways off. Yeah. Like, you saw games this weekend. We don't hang with those guys. Bottom well, line. and I think a lot of that is because the quarterback play isn't quite at that level, which is part of it. Maybe Justin does get better if they go that route with Waldron. Mike, thanks for the phone call. You know, maybe they look at the Packers and say, damn, they keep drafting these kids and then they let them sit for a couple of years. That's what we'll do. Uh, difference is, the first time they did it, the guy was you know watching Brett Favre play. The second time they did it, he was watching Aaron Rodgers play. I don't know. I mean, Justin's not quite the same. Uh, real quick, Mark in L.A. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, this is Mark in L.A., Ventura Freeway. Okay. Uh, I have up? a question of Yurko. You? Yurko, uh, first of all, I love you, Yurko. I have to say one compliment of many. I loved it when you were singing the song from Guys and Dolls a month or two ago. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay. I got okay, the horse like right here. Yeah. That's it. That's it, Yurko. You're the man. I have a question and an observation. I watched that kick. And I watched the replay, and I watched the holder. It appeared to me that the ball was not perpendicular to the ground, but was slanted to the right. Mm. And maybe that's why the kick was off. Mm. What do you think? I don't know. We have to go back and take a look, Mark. I don't know. I didn't really notice that. Just for, for bleeps and giggles, I, of course, tweeted out laces out, Dan. But the laces were out. But I don't know. Was it not perfectly perpendicular? And how much does that then affect the kicker and the flight of the ball? I don't know. We'll have to go back and look, Yerk. I, I, I think that would affect it, though. Yerk goes hard at work now looking yeah, up stats. Sure. He's writing down on a napkin. I know, I, he's, I, I know he's deep into math when Yerko starts borrowing when my pen a, and writing on a napkin. There's a pen and a napkin going on. Now, you finish your uh, research. You, you, we'll talk about know it. No, I'm going crazy. You might right have to save now. it for tomorrow. It's a research project for tomorrow. That's fine. We're going to cross talk with Waddle and Sylvia, right. okay? We're going to do that in two minutes. I've got the final word. Carmen and Yerko present today's final word. Because you had to be a Today's final word word. on Carmen and Yuriko. That he sees the free rusher coming in at his face.